do something that will benefit you if you can. Now, I did not have a degree, but I took a job at a university. (laughs) And by the time I left that place, I had a degree. (laughs) Welcome to the Side Hustle Lounge. If you're looking for flexible ways to earn income, grow your mindset, and live the lifestyle you've always dreamed of, you're in the right place. So lower the lights, grab your favorite beverage, and join your host, founder of NotaryCoach.com and Amazon best-selling author of Sign and Thrive, How to Make Six Figures as a Mobile Notary and Loan Signing Agent, Bill Soroka. Right. Cheers and welcome to my guest today, Jamie Liggins. She's the founder and the owner of Notary Access and Business Services. She's worked in this industry uh, or this field of notary public for nearly 30 years, mentoring uh, nearly or more than a thousand other notaries along the way. So you just know Jamie's seen some things. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's one of my favorite quotes from Mike Tyson, which I never thought I'd say those words. My favorite quote from Mike Tyson is that everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So today we get to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk to Jamie about how to take these punches when we're working as a solopreneur, uh, when our entire business relies on us being present no matter what's going on in our lives. So how do we have some semblance of life and business balance? Jamie, welcome and thank you so much for being here and sharing of yourself today. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. We've been trying to make this happen for quite a while and every time I chat with you, I walk away (laughs) inspired and just in awe over some of the things that you've gone through and you've made this business work especially as I learned uh, when you sent your info over today, that it's been almost 30 years. I almost wouldn't put you a day over 30 years old. So you you started young. (laughs) (laughs) I sure didn't want to tell my age. I said, well, I have to tell how long I've been here, but thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. And thanks for being here. Uh, And let's start right there. 30 years as a notary public in one way or another, you've been here. Why? What? drew you to the notary business? Well, I can definitely tell you, my parents, my father's from Louisiana, my mother isn't. They decided to move, and my father said he'd never go back to Louisiana, but my mother loved it. So they were retiring, and I didn't want to go. I said, I I like California. I said, I want to stay here in California. And I was young at the time. And I started thinking, okay, now I have an opportunity. I need to have something on the side, a side hustle, if you will, to help me make a little extra money because my parents are going to be gone. And in the mail comes a little booklet from one of the local colleges. And I'm looking in the booklet and I see Notary Public. And first of all, I had to get over the fact that it's not notary republic and all, you know, all of the terrible terms <laughs> that people call it. Yeah. And I was looking at that and I said, public official. And that stroked me. 
I said, now how long is the class? One day? These, I, I had never thought about it, but it was not a long class. It had a nice little ring to it that I'm going to be a public official. I love that. Yeah. I was, Fancy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stroked my little ego there for a minute. And then I said, wow, okay, it's, it's not much, but it's something. And, and also what hit me is that my parents had moved and my mother had property on her side of the family. And she was always asking me, can you go get this notarized? Please go get something notarized for me. Please go get something. And every time I tried to find a notary, they weren't there. Mm. So I thought to myself, I'll become a notary and then I can take care of that. I won't have to worry about trying to find a notary. Little did I know, hey, I can't notarize my own documents. <laughs> Got to learn that later on though, right? <laughs> yes, but that's that was the motivation to become a notary. So it, it started there. So it stuck for 30 years. You started as a, a, a side hustle. When did this become more than just a side hustle? When did you know that this was something that was going to be a part of your life forever? Well, it, it was a, a, a step-by-step process. Once I became the notary, be, became a notary, I started to tell people, I, I bought a little placard. I put it on my desk at work. <laughs> and and people would, would come and say, oh, you're a notary. I need something to be notarized. And I said, sure, sure. So I did it. Then friends be- started to learn that I was a notary. Then I notarized for someone. And then someone said, oh, Jamie's the notary. <laughs> and this was in my circle of friends. Mm-hmm. That That was nice. And then I will tell you, I, I I didn't feel that I was completely solid, solidly educated. Once you became, once I became a notary, mail started coming. I got something from the NNA, and I said, it "said take the class, take the exam, all the same day." The price wasn't too bad, and I said, mm-hmm. "I don't, I'm I'm already a notary," and so. I'm strange. <laughs> I'm weird like that. I said, I'll take the class and I'll sit there and learn because for some reason they seem to be legitimate. So mm-hmm. I said, I'll take it. So I, I took the class for the N- from the NNA and I left feeling more educated. I felt good. And I got the membership and I used to wear them. I would call them <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, that hotline is, that, that is <laughs> Judy calls it, what does she call it? The, uh, the gem of America or something like that. And I agree, man, that has saved my hide so many times. It did. It, it saved me too. They they really should have a picture of me on the wall because <laughs> I, I I caused them so much. And after I afterwards, I felt good. So then, as time time progressed, I thought I thought back on the guy who taught the notary class at the local college. Where I said, I could teach that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I thought to myself. But at at any rate, that's what motivated me was taking the uh, class through the NNA, feeling confident already because I had already passed the test and having the hotline in my pocket to be able to call. And they were nice. And then I started reading the um, 
mailings that they would send about conferences and things like that. And I said, oh, this is a whole little hidden industry over here that yeah, I have a whole world in there <laughs> that I knew nothing about. And then one, one day I said, I'm going to go to the conference. And I had a ball. Milt Valero was the, uh, he was very active and he was all around. And I really enjoyed the networking and how friendly the people were. So that was an inspiration to me. And I, and, and I felt I'm not going to give this up because it didn't cost much to get started. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Long story short, I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I think that goes a, a long way when you enjoy something and you know that the work that you do really does matter. And I love that you uh, took on self-education. Like there's nothing in California's code that says a notary must continue their education. They must learn all this other stuff. They must do all these other things. They must attend a conference, read right. a book, take another class. That's all self-motivated. And I think that's really part of probably what has helped you stand out because you've been notary of the year for how many times? Only once. Just that's all it took? <laughs> Only once. Only once. That was in 2004. And that kind of, that I have to go back. Let's go back. <laughs> I had a job. I, I, I worked for the state of California. Okay. So most people don't want to do a, make the side hustle complete main, you know, like your mainstay because you worry about benefits, insurance, you know, you worry about all of those things. So a, a person that, uh, there's two people that kind of, were in the picture. First person was uh, Ozzy, Ozzy Starworth. He was in the picture. I was working for, believe it or not, the Boxing Commission. Okay, so you just said oh, nice. Mike, Mike Tyson. I worked for uh, Department of Fish and Game. And I love that job. Everybody there was calm and peaceful because they generally wanted that type of job. If you wanted to be a game warden, if you wanted to work for a fish hatchery, that's a passion. So the uh, atmosphere in the office was wonderful. However, they said that we're moving out. I think it was Riverside and driving from Long Beach to Riverside daily was not going to happen for me. So I started looking. I found a agency and it said state athletic commission and i said oh we're dealing with athletics <laughs> i didn't think about boxing <laughs> i i and i i should have done better I, I i should have researched the background of the company but i didn't um i was just prepared to do my interview when i left the interview that day be, before i got into my car the um office manager came out and he said would you like the job? It's yours. And I said, sure. I found out that it was the boxing commission. So I was the only person in the office near LAX airport. And I had set everything up in my space because he was not in the office much. Mm-hmm. He would go and he'd do um, weigh-ins. He was 
boxing connoisseur. He br- breathed, bread, breathed, whatever you want to call it. He did it. Mm-hmm. So I had my my whole office set up. I had my notary public signed there. I had my you know my business cards. They were custom through the NNA, National Notary Association. For those that don't know me, saying NNA. Mm-hmm. And one day, Ozzy Stallworth walks in, and he's paying attention. He he sees my notary public sign. He sees my cards, and he says to me, "You need to check out our new." program notary signing agent we have a great new program and i said to myself i'm already doing those i was already doing signings no kidding locally in my area Uh and i said i I really don't need it (laughs) you know i didn't tell him that but that's what i was thinking and he was really nice and calm and he said but check it out you'll like it i said okay So I looked into it. And of course, there's nothing wrong with adding more education to what you already know. Some some people can definitely be puffed up with pride and don't want to add to what they know. And so I looked into it and I saw some things that, of course, I didn't know. And I added I joined the NSA uh, section at that time and how little what what I know that. Years down the line, I would run into Ozzy again. So going back, I'm doing the notary work. I'm doing NSA. And then I decided to teach it. I took the time to develop a curriculum. And I felt I could do it at the local college. I went through the whole process because I had um, taught sign language basic sign language courses prior. So I felt comfortable and I had my certification to do it and I started to teach it and I enjoyed it. I was just felt like I'm helping people get a business, people that need it. Maybe they're about to retire people that just want to add income, have children, um, just someone that wants to add to their revenue. I really enjoyed it. And then I started mentoring people. Mm-hmm. I developed my mentoring program. And one guy, I'll never forget him. He lived in Redondo Beach. He's still on my Facebook page, but he was um, paralyzed. And he, he said, I, I'm not going to be able to come to you. Can you come to me? And I said, sure, I'll come to you. So I set up everything and he was lying on his sofa, and I taught him one-on-one. Wow. Then I said, wow, th- it was for, it was satisfactory to me. It was a, a good feeling of satisfaction to help someone. And then I said, well, I better develop my program to, to mentor one-on-one. But of course, one-on-one is not a, a big corporation. So sometimes people can say things and maybe they're not meaning to be harmful but it can really take the fizz out of your soda so to speak oh yeah yeah. you're just doing this one-on-one you don't have a company or you know you're coming to me you don't have an office i said wow whatever i'm going to keep doing this because i i felt good about it yeah um and the nna had had the corporation the company side covered I'm just a little peon and I felt I'm helping people one-on-one and that's fine. Fine with, with me. 
until I get a call from the National Notary Association one day. And I was at home and they said, is this, or at the time, my last name was Johns. No longer that. <laughs> get into that later, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. But they said, is this, you know, Jamie Johns? And I said, yes. They said, this is the National Notary Association. And it, it, it just caught me by surprise that this, this big corporation calling me. And they said, are you standing or are you sitting? I said, I'm standing. They said, you might want to sit down. I said, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I sit down. And they said, um, people are calling, nominating you as the, for the National Notary of the Year. I said, what? Wow. <laughs> what? Uh, so I said, let me sit down. <laughs> so they start telling me the process of becoming Notary of the Year. I never forgot. And I don't remember who the person was, though. But they said it's not the quality. I mean, the quantity of nominations. It's the quality that we look at. And they wow. told me what, you know, what the whole um, guidelines were. And I said, okay, okay. They said, the um, decision has, hasn't been made yet, but we'll be back in touch with you. Okay. So now I'm like, I want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now you know it exists. You know you're in the running. You got to have it. <laughs> so they, they called me back and they said, you won. Oh, I just, I didn't get involved in this industry for anything other than, as your sign says, a little side hustle. Mm. I enjoyed it. And it just kept, it, I, I just kept going up the steps or the stairs. And then they said, um, the person that's going to come and meet with you in Carson, because I actually live in Carson, but borderline Long Beach. They said, we'll be Ozzy Stallworth. And then when he came, I said, oh, I remember him. He came into my office that day. Wow. And wow. He, he came and he interviewed me. Um, we, we took pictures and everything. That was just, that was overwhelming to me. And they said, because you are enhancing the professionalism of the notary industry, that's what you're getting this award for. What an honor, because that raising the bar in this industry is, it's a long process and it's hard to do because you're, you know, you're battling hundreds of years, sometimes decades mm -hmm. in, uh, in modern culture of doing things this the same old way all the time and sometimes that's not always the right way so yeah. that's that's an amazing story but thank you yeah thank you for being there and helping to raise the bar there's a little more <laughs> yeah good yeah <laughs> i was hoping there would be the funny thing about it was i am a person that i like reading and i get a call from ebony magazine bill and and someone there saw that and they said we want to put a do an article on you but it was a little small call wow. but it surprised me and then i got a call from cal state dominguez university and they said we want to give you the martin luther king award for social justice so, wow i was just overwhelmed 
that was a, a inter- and then the Carson Chamber of Commerce gave me an award. And I started teaching there at, at the Chamber of Commerce. That was overwhelming. Yeah. Did you ever see this coming? Never. <laughs> In your role as Noe Republic? Only because I wanted to, uh, got excited at the term of being a public official. <laughs> you never know when that fire is going to spark something, right? That's pretty incredible. And you didn't stop really um, with the notary. And I know you have um, so many things that you've done under, I call it the notary umbrella. Like it's other side hustles within the hustle. Uh, what else have you incorporated into your business? Well, I, I first have to say, I like the way you said that. <laughs> Side hustles within the <laughs> And I want to compliment you before I go any further. Because you you know, you understand the notary industry. Notaries, there are other, like you said, side hustles that link to being a notary. A lot of people don't know that. And mm-hmm. so that's how I think. So going to, and, and also what, in, what introduced that to me is going to the conference, going to the NNA conference. So you're sitting there and, and my brain is starts firing off. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, here's a notary journal now. But in this notary journal, I have to do a right thumbprint. Fingerprint technician. <laughs> That's how I think. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, hmm, you know, as a notary mentoring, you know, people kept, people ask, ask a lot of questions. So there's mentoring. Hmm. Teaching. I thought about teaching. And the next side hustle that I linked to being a notary was fingerprint tech. Yeah. And it, it was. And as being a starting being a notary, my first state job was working for the parole office. I worked for the parole office. And so of course every every parole agent knew that I was a notary. And then I had to do I, I had to do fingerprints. We had fingerprint cards that they teach you how to do it and you roll and you do the prints. Then I went and I said, hmm, I, I, I found a good company where I could purchase my fingerprint kit that I just close up. It's a carry it. And, I, and that's what I did. So I added to my card and my business fingerprint technician. And that's what I started doing. And people started asking me. And I'm like, okay, who needs to get fingerprints done? People who need, you know, licenses. And there I go. <laughs> yeah, in California, everybody needs a fingerprint, <laughs> no matter what, right? Yeah, whether it be good or bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, every license, oh, I mean, attorneys got to have it, teachers get <laughs> fingerprinted, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think you were ahead of your, uh, ahead of your class, like way ahead of the curve on that, because now I just uh, had the pleasure of interviewing Helmi Elmengori, the CEO of Certifix LiveScan, who started his whole enterprise because this started 
uh, really growing in California. Now he's uh, in multiple states, but this is a this is a real hardcore uh, hustle within our side hustle. Some people do this just the fingerprinting full time, right? And yeah. and and even when you think about fingerprinting, you think about adults. But I added children to mine, so mm. that's and, and 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 that's what I have in my book too. I talk more about how can you expand your fingerprinting business. So I I do d- delve more and dive more into that as well. Yeah, per- perfect segue too, because on top of what you've already described, and there's even more, right? You're private investigator, mm-hmm. field inspections, mm-hmm. and also an author. You started writing books about, is it just about this industry and your experience? or? Well, there are so many books out about being a notary and, and how to do that, that I didn't want to go to that length. The only thing that I did is myself and Judy Lawrence are starting a series of books. And the first one that we uh, have started, and that's about to, to hit the <laughs> the Amazon, but we have the book now. So if people want to purchase it, they can definitely do that. But to put it on, on Amazon is different. But is what's in your notary toolbox? And this is just the simple things. Um, we have a character, and her name is Anna P., and Anna P is going to tell you a lot of things. Uh, sometimes you can get a book and, and read a lot. Or sometimes it can be so ABC. It's like, I don't want that. <laughs> but we try to put it in the middle so that you know what supplies you need, uh, things you might not think about, things you think about. And if we're not careful, the book will never be put on the shelf because there's always things coming up <laughs> that you can add it's constantly. To. Yeah, that's the challenge with a, a constantly evolving industry is there's always some cool new stuff coming out. Right. So that's that's where the mentoring comes in. We, yeah. The book is good for novice and it's also good for those that are in the industry that been in here, been in the industry for some time as well. The other book that really hit is field inspection. Now, I don't know if you want me to just start keep talking or if you want to ask ask questions, but I could tell you how I got in that industry as, as well. But I'll wait and let you guide me as to where you, know, you want me to go. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd actually love for you to elaborate just a little bit on field inspections. I had the uh, pleasure, again, of interviewing the um, the owner of the Society of Field Inspectors. Oh, yes already on the podcast, did a great job of kind of laying that out, but how you molded that into your business and made it work. I'd love to hear a little bit about, and so much so that you wrote a book about it. I mean, that's huge. Well, thank you. That is, is part is it's in the book because my book is entitled 10 ways to say notarize this. So it's like putting a stamp on it. Look, if you're going to, if I'm going to have issues or, the um, things that come up in my life, sickness, uh, divorce, moving to another state, notarize this. <laughs> Put a stamp on it and stamp it down. So that's the idea behind my book. But um, field inspection is involved. I do have a webinar about that. But before I go any further, 
I'm not the type of person to act as though I'm doing it all. I can't say that. So credit, I have to give to Richard Ball. Yeah. Because I went to a notary conference and there I am. I'm going through my schedule to see what ones I want, you know, what presentations I want to go to. This was back in the 90s. Yeah. And I saw Richard Ross, the field inspection. Once again, I am a side hustle queen. <laughs> so, I, What can I add to uh, my notary umbrella? And that sounded interesting. And I went and it didn't seem like much to have to get started. Uh, he had information. He's been around for some time. And from that point, I didn't do anything with it. I had the information. I make folders for everything. I, I made a folder and kind of tucked it away um, because the notary was overwhelming at the time. Right. And it wasn't as many people in the in in that part of the notary industry in California doing signing signings. Then I was overwhelmed, and then I'm teaching and mentoring. I was overwhelmed. So here I end up moving to Louisiana, and I'm like, oh civil law notary <laughs> and people are telling me you can't that's so hard the test is so hard it's six six hours the class is six months and i i almost let that stump me <laughs> step me down so to speak mm -hmm. but the the class is offered twice a year because it's six months and then the test as well so in the meantime i'm trying to learn the state Though I've traveled here as a as a kid with my parents and so forth, I'm like, okay, what can I do? So I went back to field inspection. I was actually cleaning out boxes and putting them in my file cabinets, and then I saw that, and then like, ding, okay, let's go back to field inspection. And I saw all these different avenues of being a field inspector. And then I said, hmm, property preservation, that sounds interesting. Maintaining properties, lawns. I said, ooh, the properties here, they're on acres. Yeah. <laughs> grass, grass forever, you know, everywhere. So all I need to do is find me a good person to contract with and let him cut the grass or she, whoever. And then I just do the uh, paperwork. <laughs> And that's what I did. I saw no kidding. And I, because I was, my mother would like to show me over here, look here, here, there, these different places. And I would be out with her. And I found two companies that that's, that's what I did. You know what I love about you, Jamie, is I think uh, we're kindred spirits in some ways. We are fellow connectors of the dots. <laughs> you know, we see opportunity where others don't. And I think that's part of the gift that you bring uh, to the world and to your community. You're putting these things together that other people just wouldn't even think about, you know, because I think part of human nature is we kind of compartmentalize and, and box things up a little bit. It's easier to manage, mm -hmm. less to think about, but you kick down the doors and you show other opportunities uh, that people can tie in here. I just love it. Thank you. Now, We've already been talking for 41 minutes, if you can wow. believe that. I know. So what I want to do is move to our our topic. 
let's get punched in the face. Okay. So through 30 years of business, you've managed a lot. What happens when your heart gets broken? You break up, you get a, go through a divorce. Has that happened to you? Yes. Like I said, I was Jamie John. And my small little business reputation was made under that name. So then I said, what do I do? That's how people know me. Well, there's nothing that I can do but accept it and embrace it and let people know. So when I would go to the conference, I had to put my, you have to have humor in things, even though it wasn't a laughing matter, but it was change. So I had to embrace the change and let people know this is who I am now. I went back to my maiden name. Then I remarried. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do with that? (laughs) So I added my new married name onto that. And Nicola, you know, um, Jackson at the end of it says, okay, Jamie, you're taking it all the way. You know, know, you're adding who, who, you know, how are we going to know you? And I said, well, I'm just going to add both names and that's that. And then people started messing that up. And I'm like, these are females. Don't you know we have a maiden name and a married name? So then I said, you know what? Forget it. Take the maiden name off and just embrace my new. So I guess sometimes we can get overwhelmed with change, but you have to figure out what works and don't worry about it. This is what works and go with it. Yeah. You didn't have all the answers. Like it's not like you woke up and said, okay, this is how we're going to do, do it. Mm-hmm. You had to fumble around a little bit. What of the emotional toll of divorce, the impact that has on your business? How do you, I mean, everybody's a little bit different, but did you go through days where you didn't even want to get out of bed? You didn't want to keep this business up. You didn't want to teach anymore. Yes, because you, you're, you're putting on a smile and people don't know what you're going through. And so all they see is you. So I had to reduce some of my work at times when I didn't feel good. I couldn't worry. My, one of my problems was if I stop, if, if you stop doing, keeping the volume of work or stop doing the work, they're going to stop calling you. That's what I would think. And you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until you push yourself sick. And so I had to say, wait a minute, if you've established your reputation, Get, just like you have it with anything, take a vacation, take a break. It's okay to take a break because on your regular job, you would do that. So take a break for yourself. The other thing I wanted to add is with the name, my face hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. So quit worrying about the name. If they see a new change, they still see the same face. And that's that. Yeah. And, and most of them remember you as Jamie anyway, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Good advice. So, uh, as you, well, you brought up sick, you'll work yourself sick. And I know you've uh, had some challenges with illness too. So mm-hmm. how, when you're, you're clearly a hustler, you're making things happen. 
you've got uh, sometimes a full-time job, but always a business, something going on as well. What happens when life punches you in the face with illness? Hmm. Well, definitely when you, when you make your hustle, your full-time job and you don't have a regular job, concern is insurance. Yeah. So what I have found is that many people in the notary industry industry that are entering it, they generally are wanting to become a notary because they're about to retire or they have a mate that has insurance. So they, they, they have already thought about these things and they, they have backup in, in some way. The other thing is there are supplemental insurance that you need to think about. Yeah. And, and so in California, what I found out is, I don't know if it's still the same now, but EDD, the Employment Development Department or agency, they had self-employment insurance for the self-employed. Wow. I found that years ago. And I ordered a packet of flyers and I would in, in <clears throat> excuse me, I would in, include that in my swag bag for my students. It may not have been an overwhelming large amount of insurance, but nonetheless, it was something. And then I got supplemental insurance for myself. So at the time I'm working for the state, but I still had a side hustle. I was able to take disability insurance and, and just balance the the scales when I got sick. That's that's huge, and that's one of the the downsides to being a solopreneur is if you don't work, you don't get paid. Right. So, but. At the same time, you have to take the time off, right? Because if your body fails, the mission fails. What 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 drives you, Jamie? Why does this work matter so much to you? Hmm. Well, I've been doing it so long now, but I don't want to work for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I could relate to that. <laughs> I I I took a, a job as a sign language interpreter. And I found that job from doing a signing. And the lady was like, please, 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 we need interpreters. So I, I took it for a year, but I do not really like working for anyone anymore. That's a drive. The other thing is life is interesting. And I love meeting people of all backgrounds, all cultures. I enjoy what I do. It's not difficult. It it does um, being a notary is challenging because you don't know what people are are going to say when you are performing a long signing, and yet it's fun. The other thing is you have to have an appreciation for insurance. So, Legal Shield, which our, our friend Phil, I cannot yeah. think of. Phil, Phil Shannon. Phil Shannon, yeah. Yeah. I had him on the show too. Yeah, he's big on Legal Shield, and Legal Shield is a great tool. The other thing is the supplemental insurance. If you don't have good in like medical insurance, 
having supplemental insurance helps. So if you do get sick, if you have cancer, there's cancer insurance, there's accident insurance, there's hospital in indemnity. There's all these different types of supplemental things you can have to make up the slack in the finances if you do get sick and they don't cost that much. So that's that little section is in my book as well. I am discussing all the little field avenues of insurance to help you know how to take up the slack if you don't have a, a eight to five job or a part-time job where you are paying for insurance. Of course, you can get Medicare and other things. That definitely helps. But the supplemental takes up the slack. Yeah. That helps bring peace of mind too. And, you know, um, from personal experience, when I have insurance that covers things like that, it helps bring me peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it also helps me, um, remember the abundance of the universe, right? Because when we're, when we're terrified to take time off, no matter what the reason is, um, if it's illness, if it's a broken heart, cause I've been there, I've been through, uh, a couple of bit bad breakups in my business. And it really, it took everything I had to get out of bed mm -hmm. and to keep working. It was kind of a nice distraction a little bit. It helped, helped me focus on something. But when we experience that lack, when we think there's not going to be enough, Mm -hmm. that's when we start overworking ourselves and like grinding ourselves. So this idea of abundance uh, tends to help me. Do you find, do you have a, a practice of gratitude or abundance or that's something that you weave into your life or your business that helps you remember that? A sign, sign language helps me. I really yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to work doing sign language anymore. But I love the deaf culture. I just mm -hmm. love it. And I was talking to my brother yesterday because my brother's a missionary in Zimbabwe and he's in town. Came down here to kind of help me a little bit with my parents because my dad has Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And we were eating a salad and my brother, <laughs> he said to me, oh, I love that. I love that. He said, you're just, just constantly moving with your hands. But he gets it because he is dramatic. My brother is quite dramatic. <laughs> and so he gets me. But when I, if I'm out and I happen, my eyes are constantly seeing. I happen to see a deaf person. I love the deaf culture so much. It's because you do not have to know them. You don't have to have any formal introduction. You can just walk up to a deaf person and start talking. But mm. they do want to know, why are you in my culture? What's your background? That's one of the things with the deaf culture. Why are you, why did you learn my language? So I can go to them and tell them my, my story. Cause I like talking. I like mm. interacting with people. And in the deaf culture, you can do that. Wow. There's no issues unless, you know, everybody has some kind of issue, but overall, the culture itself is like that. And that's, that's what I love. I, I, and then in, in the notary world, oh boy, add that in there. 
doing signings and doing signings in sign language. In sign- <laughs> <laughs> signing signings. Yeah. Wow. I bet that would be a powerful gift and what a niche for yourself too. I love it. Yeah. As you were going through so many challenges and we really, we've just scratched the surface, uh, divorce, illness, you've moved states. You had to move your entire business to a new state. Uh, there's the death of loved ones. All the things that happens to us in life anyway mm-hmm. seem to be magnified when we're a solopreneur and we've got a business and income, a family that's reliant on our productivity. But we still have to take care of our emotional self. We still have to somehow figure that out. How did you take care of yourself, giving yourself permission to feel what you need to feel and move forward? What did that look like for you? I'm so glad you asked that question because there were two years I missed the NNA conference. One year I was here in Shreveport. The conference was in New Orleans. I went, but I was walking around just like a zombie. I just, I just didn't feel me. And I just, usually I'm up bubbling around. I'm, I, I just, I wasn't doing that. The next two years, I didn't go. I just didn't go. And I had to give myself permission to say, I can't go. It's okay. I can't go. I, You know, you can't be in the know of everything all the time. It's okay. Life happens. That was one thing. The other thing is I had to take a job. I couldn't because it, it took time to reestablish my notary business back up again. But the one thing that I do love about this notary industry is that most of the times the companies that you work for or contract with, they're not in your state. So it really doesn't matter. They're not holding you to anything. You get your stuff, (laughs) your commission and the supplies and everything back up again, give them a call and you say, Hey, so-and-so, I'm not in California anymore. I'm over here. Yeah. Great. I, I love that. The other thing that I learned, which I like that your book made people think you can make money doing this. Your book put that out there in a dramatic way. Because when generally when you're, when I'm going to doing jobs, people say, is this all you do? You drive around stamping documents all day. Is this all you do? I said, oh boy. And you don't always have the time or the stamina to try to explain it or to convince people that this is a, this is valid. So what I, I did was I didn't worry about that. I, I took a job and I had to tell myself, I took that job and then I went back to doing my notary thing because that's what I like. But do something that will benefit you if you can. Now, I did not have a degree, but I took a job at a university. (laughs) By by the time I left that place, I had a degree. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. And I learned more contacts, more programs, because universities have programs. Also, the university is a place you can teach. They weren't, I, I definitely can't teach notary law here because that's done by attorneys. 
but I definitely could do loan signing. And that's what I did. I ta- taught that at LSU and at Southern University. So that helped me gain back my validity again because I felt comfortable. Then the other thing is if something hits you, like say, for example, right now, my father has Alzheimer's. I can't leave everything on my mother. So I have to slow down with doing my signings. And I had to tell myself, if you slow down, Jamie, they will not stop. I can't do as many. So what I said, what, how much do I need? And literally, you have to look at the cost of living where you're at, California, Colorado, New York, Texas, wherever you're at, Louisiana, and tell yourself, this is how much I need to take care of my bills. I can't kill myself. I can't do 15, 20 jobs. I can't do that and assist my mother and do my my home responsibilities without dying when I get home. So I'm saying this to all who are listening. Calculate how much money you need and stick with that. Don't Mm -hmm. be greedy. Yeah, that's a slippery slope in this business, especially when the phones start ringing and ding and you almost forget who you are. That's right. Every time your phone rings, it's like a slot machine. So you end up working yourself into the ground to make money, but then you forget why we're actually doing this in the first place. Right. You got it. <laughs> that's exact. And I said to myself, I'm, I'm saving really well. I don't need it. I'll just give an example. You may calculate and say, okay, it's 200 a job. And Louisiana's cost of living is so different. I may say, really, all I need is is four jobs for the week, literally. Nice. And then if I have my husband working, I may say, literally, I just need four for the week, 8, 16, 24, 32. That's all I need. And that's really not a lot. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to overwhelm you because you're really just putting in maybe five hours for the week. Right. But. You have to analyze your schedule, what you need, and stick with it when you're punched in the mouth. Otherwise, you're going to hit the knockout <laughs> and you're not going to make it. You know, what I what I hear whenever I uh, listen to you is uh, you can't ignore the punch. And I think there's so many of us that try to ignore it. There's optimists like me who take the hit and then they put a smile on their face while their teeth are falling out, their lips are bleeding, right? Just to go with that analogy a little bit. Uh, and then you're trying to smile and push through. And meanwhile, you take another punch because some of the times if you don't acknowledge, if you don't duck, uh, you can get hit again and again and again. So that's what I hear is you have to acknowledge, you have to face it, figure things out when you do it. And the other thing I like, uh, and again, part of that kindred spirit, I think, is my theme for uh, 2020 and beyond so far, because I haven't given up on it yet, is space and grace. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want, we have big goals, we have some dreams that we want to have happen. But what I hear from you is that you've given yourself space for listening and making way for the things that matter. You know, you're clearly your family matters to you mm-hmm. and giving yourself some grace to feel what you need to feel Mm -hmm. and not put so much pressure on yourself. And I think that's extremely important. So I appreciate that message as it came through. Is there anything else that you'd like to 
leave us with before we wrap up today? Uh, I, I, I'd like for the notaries that are in the business as a notary are moving higher up. It's not really even higher. Let me not say that. Diversifying. Stay a loving networking person instead of a jealous competitive person. That's going to get you nowhere. I don't like to demean anyone. I was on the internet once and I saw some people going over the presentations for the NNA conference and they said, oh, this is boring. This is that. I said, oh, wow, that's horrible. It may not be boring to the, to someone else. Don't demean. Let's um, enhance the professionalism of this industry and those that are in it. Mm. That's I love that. Excellent advice. And this, uh, it's interesting because I've, Sadly, I, you know, we have an amazing notary community, but there's uh, something in the air uh, as of late where I've noticed kind of the same thing. So <clears throat> this is literally right before I uh, figuring out how to, I want to talk about it. Right. And I was reading a book and I came across a quote by Abby Wambach mm-hmm. uh, and it just blew my mind. And I think this is a good way to close because it really ties in. Uh, what you're talking about here. And I'd like to hear what you think about it too. But it says her victory is your victory. Mm. Celebrate with her. Your victory is her victory. Point to her. Mm. I just thought that was a beautiful testimony of supporting anybody's wins. Whenever you have a win, give credit where credits do the support, the loving support that you've got. It was just a really powerful message. And I think that would do us all good to mm-hmm. sit and think with that and live that way because a rising tide, as Laura says all the time, a rising tide uh, lifts all ships. Mm-hmm. I think there's plenty here for all of us. I agree. Only thing I can say is when you're a submarine, it's pretty heavy. And when you go down in the water, you pull water with you. And you don't want to do that. Don't pull anyone down. Like you said, let's point at the victory and enjoy it. Because it ends up coming back around. It's a scripture. You reap what you sow. (laughs) And there's no greater truth than that, as I've experienced many times in my own life. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. This has been a great conversation. I honor you for uh, sticking through uh, and with your business, your dream, uh, everything uh, through everything that you've gone through. And thank you for reaching back and shining a light for the rest of us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you're interested in learning more about Jamie, you can visit the sidehustlelounge.com slash VIP. Join the VIP room, totally free. I'll have links to Jamie, her website, her books, and her contact information so you can track her down, ask her any questions, or support her by purchasing her books or visiting her website and purchasing her services. Thanks again, Jamie. We'll catch you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. For terms and conditions, as well as more information on whether the Notary E-Journal is compliant in your state, visit the home of the Notary E-Journal at www.juratinc.com. 
If you're a notary public, the future's here. Long have we been confined to pen and paper when it comes to our journal entries, and those days are over. The Notary e-Journal by Jurat Inc. is a smartphone app that completely digitizes the journaling experience. You can quickly populate fields with an ID scan, you can make detailed notes about your appointment experience, and you can capture signatures electronically right on the screen of your phone. The Notary e-Journal has also blazed a trail with the industry's first integration of a Bluetooth scanner. So the modern notary can actually capture a signer's thumbprint, making the Notary e-Journal compliant in nearly every state, including California. Even if your state doesn't require a journal, it's considered a wise and best practice to do so. A journal can be a notary's BFF, as my friend Laura Viewer says, and you might as well be on the cutting edge of technology while you're using it. The Notary e-Journal, it's simple, secure, and pretty damn cool to use. Your customers will love it and you'll love the time you save at every single appointment. And time is money. Check out the demo and the incredible special offer just for supporters of the Side Hustle Lounge and Notary Coach at www.sidehustlelounge.com.